Welcome to Karl Marx. Good evening, and also welcome to Karl Marx Does the Washing Up. Uh, where we ponder ludicrous metaphysical nonsense in the time it takes to make five Tesco basic microwave meals. I'm Elias Kassan. Oh, um, yeah, it is 21 minutes. Something <laughs> I'm Shai Tali. And I'm Elias Kassan. And today we're going to talk about gods. Yeah, definitely plural. Definitely plural. Yeah, I think believing in one god is asinine. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, <laughs> asinine. But this is the same as what, like, your issue with the gong. You always want to hit the gong hard. You want more gods. It's just, it's just, it's just like yeah, greed. More... It's just greed. You're just greedy. Like, one god is not enough. Yeah, but I also think multiple gods is also asinine. Oh, so you're an atheist. No, 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 no. I definitely believe in... I believe in uh, the perfect amount of gods. How many? Well, which is definitely more than one and less than, you know, 33 billion. But why, why, why do you want to be mediocre? <laughs> There's a mediocre number of gods. I so just, like the Greeks. So you're into the yeah, Greeks. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of into the Greek theology. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I just think there's too much going on for one god to be seen over. Yeah. And I think also I don't think there's enough going on for 33 billion gods to be seen over. I think there's a middle ground. There's not enough going on. So yeah, yeah. yeah there's not enough going on. But Wait, there's also I said 33 billion in the past uh, in another one, and you said no, no, that's nonsense. No, that doesn't exist. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Think, that's why I think it's nonsense. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think. No, but so oh, okay, 33. Oh, yeah, yeah. But oh, you're not referring to Hinduism. Okay. No, I'm referring to. <laughs> you're referring to the stupidity, stupid comment I made. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but why? Okay, fine. Yeah, but okay, what is a god? Yeah, well, I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, and what? What do I think is a god, or what do most people think is a god? Well, why don't you speak for yourself, and then you can start speaking for others? <laughs> no, but I think it's very godlike to speak for others. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but actually... Okay, so you, god is yourself. No, I, so I do think that I, I am a god. You are a god. I am a god, but I... And you don't, want to, you don't want to be huddled into the masses of 33 million. <laughs> no. You don't want the responsibility of, what, of like everything. <laughs> so you just want to be like, you know... No, but I think if we all think that we're, you know, god of ourselves... Yeah. Then I think there's still only like 7 billion of us. Yeah. That's called solipsism, not spirituality. Yeah, but what's the difference? Yeah, true, true. Good. Exactly. <laughs> Touche, my friend. Yeah, exactly. No, but I'm like, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with the idea being that I am a god, but I'm only god of myself. You're, you're... I'm only god of my own actions. Um, you're a god of your own actions? Yeah. So you believe in total... Total free will. No, 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 no. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I am a god of my actions. Oh, is and then you bore, you give birth to them. So, like, you're the, like, every time you do something, you kind of, like, profess that you're doing it in the yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a like, Genesis way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I create, uh, you know, when I go to, uh, when I go for a wee. Yeah, something. I'm god I of have, that wee. I have bestowed the poo upon you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I said, let there be feces. That... <laughs> no, I think so. I think we're God of... Uh, I think we can only choose to be God of ourselves. But in terms of what do I think is a God, I think... Yeah, I think that I'm God of myself. Yeah, yeah but this is also nonsense. That's not what you think. <laughs> I, refuse, I refuse to accept you. You refuse to believe what I believe. Yeah, but that's not really what a God no, is. No, 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 like... no. That's very true. Okay, so what do I think a God is? I think there's a myriad of gods. Yeah, and I think... Each one doesn't really have any impact on your life, but maybe has an impact on the wider society. Doesn't have an impact on your life, but has impact on wider society. So different gods take care of different... Yeah. 
But are they like entities, like living in the sky? Do they have like forms? No, I think they're. I think they're continuously shifting their forms, and I think uh, ultimately we can't sense their presence. You, oh, you can't sense. You their can't presence. sense their presence, but I think society as a whole can maybe sense their presence. But I don't think on a personal level we can sense their presence. Oh, that's amazing. So, mm. you, so you don't. So these kind of like notions of like transcendent experiences or like God, religious, like whatever this religious experience is, you don't really believe in them. I, I believe as that other people have experienced them, but I think they are very few and far between. And I think they are examples of us uh, reading about other people's experiences and then maybe ascribing them to experiences that we've had that potentially haven't reached the climaxes that other people's experiences have had. But we still ascribe or like just the words to them. romanticizing some. Yeah, feeling. yeah. I think we definitely are guilty of over romanticizing a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, spirituality is the melodrama of realism. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, a tree could just be a tree. And the sun catching its light in the perfect way could just be the sun catching its light. But then that could be like, that could be different to God. Is there a difference between spirits and souls and gods, right? No, no. Because if we're talking about like a tree, it's like we see the spirit, the tree has a spirit or a soul. Yeah. And then we're interacting with that. Yeah, but then fine. But if you're interacting with the tree and the grass around it and the sun, and you know the flowers and the bees that are around the tree and the mosquitoes and the flies, maybe there is some element of God controlling all of that. Yeah. So the God is God is the space between. Yeah, pretty much. But I still don't think we as pers- as people can experience that. We can't experience the spaces. Yeah. That's interesting. That's weird because I thought we were like spiritual podcast. <laughs> are we a spiritual podcast? We well, don't really know. I thought we were a philosophy podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think other people have thought we were a spiritual podcast. Yeah, especially because you put us under religion and spirituality. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or religion, just my religion. <laughs> <laughs> what was, okay. But I think, but I think it makes okay. sense as well because your your idea of um, uh, like. I, I don't. From everything I know of you, I don't really think you would be on board with. You know, we said Greek gods or Hindu gods. I don't think you'd be on board of a series of gods of all the same uh, yeah, yeah, ethnicity. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. You would sense. be just like, no, no, no. Like, I want the you know whatever. I want the Chinese in, in charge of accounting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want the Indians in the call center one. Yeah, yeah. But I think actually my relationship with God is very similar to my relationship, you know, with with a CEO of a big multinational company. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you have a CFO. Yeah, exactly. I feel like God would have a CFO. There would be a CEO. There would be. Oh, but there's still like one big. No, no, no. no. It'd be more of a multifaceted boardroom. So it wouldn't be like nothing like a nothing like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like like a. No, but it'd be like a modern day multinational company, where you know work is yeah like a charity where work is allocated out equally across multiple divisions. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think I do ascribe to that, but I don't. I think. Only at a wider societal level can we feel the presence of God. Yeah, but okay, but what is this? What are these individual gods like? What like what what are they? Yeah, I know. Like the god of tube delays is probably the one that makes the tube delayed, <laughs> and then like <laughs> I think the god of money probably is what you know keeps money going around in the world, and maybe the god of I don't know, like the god of food is what enables us to create new sources of food. Okay, but do they inter 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 you know 
interact with each other. So they're like, I will delay the tube so that you can get your food on time. <laughs> right? Or think... not get their food on time so to like, you know, um, ration the food sources. Like, God of... Because then the God of tube delays becomes actually the God of, of food. Food story, like food... Um, Obviously, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm sure when the god of tube days is on annual leave, the god of food can step in. Yeah, but it, like it, it spans more than this. This is just this is just <laughs> one example of like how like you know like emanating it is. No, no, but I think no, I think there is a communication breakdown, communication breakdown between the gods. Between the gods. So are you saying yeah. we communicate better than gods do? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But also, we don't. But do they have social networks? We don't. No, is it because they don't have Facebook, Godbook, or whatever? Yeah, but also we we don't communicate that well. <laughs> like we don't communicate that well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because we use language. Maybe God's just use telepathy or, or yeah. yeah but also, I think it's or just like yeah. But also, I think maybe gods have bought into that idea where they are God, and thus they think they are the enlightened one. Oh, so every, oh yeah. And then maybe they don't want to listen to other gods. Oh, so they all have, they're all narcissists. Narcissi- yeah, but narcissi- also, like, the gods could also just be a reflection of human society. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, then, you know, we can't, we can't, we struggle to work together, so perhaps the gods struggle to work together. But I think that's like an anthropomorphization of the gods based on what we consider Experience. us to be. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly, right? We think, like, the, the ultimate being is just a reflection of us with bigger muscles. Yeah, but I, do, I think there but is some, tr- I think I do believe in that notion. Oh, you do that the ultimate being, but also there's no ultimate being. The ultimate beings are just manifestations of ourselves. Just manifestations of our yeah selves. Shit. So you think? So you actually do think that the gods are individual kind of beings with some sort of form, that sort of shift form. Yeah, they shift only between versions of some kind of abstraction of a human self. I think they are. They have no defined self, uh, and they continually shift. But their essence is potentially one of those of human beings. But the, what you just said is probably also how you describe a human being, no? What do you mean that we have no that we have no uh, static self and are constantly shifting? Yeah, yeah. But I think that's true. Yeah. So then, in terms of like, there's no no no. But we we have no static. We do have a static. No, but we do have some. We do have a static. Okay, yeah, 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 we do have a static self. We have we do have a there's basic a shine, form. There's an Iliad. Yeah, yeah. We do have a basic form. Okay. Whereas I don't think a god would have a basic form. Well, I haven't said that. But then, so no, like an a Hindu god has got like a monkey form or an elephant form or. But you think though? But you don't think those are like archetypes that represent some energy? Or you actually think that those those. Those forms sort of exist, but they're kind well, of... Well, it's interesting. It's like those are stories based on, you know, forms that existed of things or beings that had powers outside of the normal realm. Uh, and I think there are probably people like that that do exist, that do have powers outside the normal realm, but I wouldn't refer to them as gods. Oh, wow. So all the Hindu gods are actually yeah, based on real... Yeah, but like, like, like Jesus, right? had. Yeah, but I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know uh, a Hindu god was on the same level as Jesus. I didn't know they were the same thing. I thought they were completely different things. Yeah, but also they're they're still just uh, beings that had supernatural powers, right? And then they were ascribed god level abilities. Yeah. Oh, but they were. Ba- I didn't know they were based on like actually seeing a specific monkey that was behaving in an unusually like 
unusual way. Is yeah. that where they came about from? Yeah, yeah. Well, also, don't quote me on that. I think that's. I think that's. Yeah, but I'm obviously not quoting you on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's like, like, yeah, but those you are like, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's getting my... quoted every left, right, and <laughs> That's my interpretation of it. I think they're just you know natural beings with supernatural abilities, but then yeah. they've been ascribed to as god level abilities. That's amazing. I didn't. Whereas I, I think there's that. maybe something above that that we as personal beings can't access, but maybe on a societal level we can access. But what do you mean, like on a societal level, like as a group, like in a séance? <laughs> no, I think even even like on a on a wider societal level, maybe the world. The world, yeah, but I mean, like maybe when there's a war or something, we can access. We all tap into this sort of communal energy when we're like, you know. We all look up to the skies to provide us with guidance or to provide us with good luck or something. And I think then we can tap into this energy, but normally we can't tap into this energy. And certainly as a as a as just shy, I don't think I can tap into that energy. Okay. So but it's kind I also of, it's don't kind of like think a, it's like a sole source of energy. I think it's like a, a myriad of beings that would provide that energy. So it's kinda of like your soul idea. Yeah, I think right? that's exactly you, what that is. When you yeah. put loads of energy yeah, towards like a soul creates in the sky that communicates with the gods. Yeah, yeah, and I think Maybe. that's exactly it, right? When you all put your energy up onto one thing, something must be created. But then, what does that feel like personally? Or do you feel it as a society? You don't actually feel it as a person. Yeah, I think you feel it as a society, but you don't feel it personally. Like I don't even know how what that feels like. Like what? How do you feel outside of yourself? Well, exactly. That's the thing. But that's Maybe. what it's about, right? That's yeah, but it's maybe that's about. you know when people do feel that sense of transcendence. Maybe they are just in this space where everyone is looking up mm. and creating this energy and they do feel something outside of themselves. Yeah. Like maybe if you... But look, then individually you feel something outside of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And individually you do. Maybe it's like historically, maybe if you're like a Woodstock festival or something and you're like, this is like amazing or whatever. It's like, you know, 100,000 people all singing the same song or something. becomes this different kind of energy and you feel something outside of yourself. Oh, or maybe when the war ended, like when World War Two ended, maybe everyone just felt this sigh of relief, or and then you felt something outside yourself. Oh shit! See, I find that like that sounds harder and much more complicated than just like me experiencing it by myself. Yeah, but how do you know what you're experiencing by yourself is? Yeah, but how would you know what that 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 is anything? Yeah, yeah, but I only from anecdotal evidence. I don't think it's something that we'll feel in our lifetime. Yeah, but anecdotal like. I think that's much more, it's much more easier to believe your own experience. And there's loads of anecdotal experience around individual sort of spiritual notions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, but you don't... Like, why would you, why yeah, would you believe the group an- anecdote? The group anecdotal evidence, but not the sort of individual one. Because I think the group anecdotal evidence is stronger. Because, yeah. And the individual one, like, so what's your individual anecdotal evidence? What's your individual uh, spiritual notion? Well, just like, you know, this usual shit that I say, like, you know, like, <laughs> like uh, hanging out in nature, just just like, you know, went to a park, had like this out-of-body experience, came home, like, you know, made some... Yeah, but what's, what, what is an out-of-body experience? I don't know if it's out-of-body, but it's just like something where, you know, yourself kind of just feels in its freest form, like sort of slightly dissolved of its egoic. Yeah, yeah, but that... Capabilities. Or, like, intentions. You're just, like, completely empty and free, and you sort of dissolve, like, the boundaries of the self no longer really exist. You don't feel, like, 
You feel it's it's like it's bodily, it's visceral, but it's not. Um, it's like so bound, so bound to its like environment. I mean, this. I think this has happened to me quite, quite, quite a lot. Not a lot, but like I mean. Like, yeah, but I think yeah, there's something to be said about you know if you're going in search of this feeling, you can almost trick yourself into feeling this feeling. Yeah, but I don't. Like I get that. that that makes a lot of sense. But then why would why can't a group do that? Or like why is there not? No, but I'm always saying a group does do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But only in times of when the group is completely aligned. So at like the end of a war, or in like a beautiful period. Ah, okay. So yeah. it's not actually perceiving God. It's subscribing to a, the yeah. same narrative. Yeah, you're subscribing to the same narrative, and you're pushing this energy in one space, okay. and it leads to you. But then that's no different than the way that individuals create narratives about around God, right? It's the same sort of thing. Like, and the groups are written, like, if you hear any anecdotal thing about a group, it's written from an individual perspective normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I completely agree with that. And then there's a synchronicity between the individual perspectives. Yeah, yeah, and I think... Yeah, yeah, but I only ascribe to it in that level of synchronicity. I don't think we can experience God without that level of synchronicity. Yeah. See, I, I think it's, like, it's incredible that... If you go back thousands of years, you still get like mystics and of all people like talking about these transcendent experiences, and they use somewhat similar language throughout these times, right? And like, so when I first, you know, when I first got sick, and then I started like contemplating shit and like this, yeah, and I started yeah, yeah. meditating and having all these very intense experiences. Um, this was before I read anything or really was into anything. I was mostly just drinking tea and looking <laughs> into the abyss. Uh, and then when I started, you know, creating like frameworks and lexicons around it, um, I thought I was coming up with something like radical and something really different. And, you know, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. people were going to think I'm nuts. And I liked that people thought would think I was kind of nuts. And then, like, when I actually started reading about stuff, I'm just like, I'm, this is so unoriginal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just, like, what everybody's been doing for, for, for like, thousands of years. Um, these ideas of, you know, like, um, perceiving the world as um, non-dualistic without, you know, defined boundaries. Like, yeah, but also, the, all those theories are just contrarian to what normal society thinks. I don't... I think that in many... I don't think they're just contrarian. I think they they occupy maybe not the mainstream, but they occupy a sect of society, yeah, yeah. Um, which is quite, you know, quite predominant. Like it maybe not in the West, but I think in a lot of Eastern cultures, these sort of things are understood. And there's like a, I mean, a lot of people. There's so many different notions of God, and some of them are very like finite and very actualized yeah, yeah but i think in a lot of parts of the world people have this like very ephemeral kind of ineffable understanding of what god or gods are yeah no but i think that's definitely the case but i i think and i do agree with that but i think it can only be accessed on a societal level that's that's uh, that's interesting yeah I yeah i like this idea because it's also maybe because i never heard it before yeah, but also I don't think it's that out of the blue because it's like, you know, when you're in a mosque or a temple, you're kind of praying together to access that that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's like, true. And like you're in right. a church, you're accessing, you're praying together to access that level. Yeah, yeah. So like, well, I mean, yeah. in like Islam, in our religion, there's like, there's both. There's the state. So Definitely. one would be, see, uh, so one is bun, bungi. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, which is, uh, it's like inward search and meditation, and it's based on your personal relationship with the divine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like an hour of meditation every day. And then we have zikr, which is where everybody in the room rep- repetitiously says like a mantra yeah, yeah, of God. Yeah, yeah, to try and access. And we all say it at once. And it's very like Powerful, intense. Right? Very powerful. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also if you look at like, you know, important parts, uh, important religious, uh, sorry, uh, rituals like a funeral or a birth of a child or a wedding, there is a sort of repetition and there is a sort of you all praying together to try and access some other level of the divine to wish good luck onto something. Yeah, yeah. So I just think, especially with, you know, like overpopulation and other things like that, I don't think we can access God on a personal level. I think we can only access it on a societal level. Yeah. I still don't fully understand what that means. I think, I think you, I think, I think you get, I got it. But like, <laughs> I, but I think it's like, you need to transcend yourself in order to consider yourself as a society, right? As, yeah, as a, like, so you would say you're a society. Like you as one person? No, but you, there's got to be a like self-disillusion. I get, that, but that's what you're saying, is that once the same narrative, the same thing, that we are all like working at, or overwhelmed by the same like goal or aim or story or whatever, then you stop thinking as individuals? Then yeah, you but that happens so much more than we think it does. Like yeah, when you're true. at a wedding or a funeral, you are all thinking the same way. Yeah, 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 that's true. And there is a, there's an energy that just exists in that space. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you do right. stop thinking about yourself as an individual in that space. Yeah. Like, even whether you consciously realize it or not, you have become... Part of the wedding. Yeah, and you become part of the funeral. Or even, you know, when a hearse drives past, you almost, like, you stop what you're doing for a little bit to pay your respects. And you become part of it for that moment. No, I stopped to pay your respects. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I feel like we... We become part of these things without even realizing it. Or like even, you know, if we break it down to a simpler level, if there's a fucking protest, like mob, mob society, of, you know, like if there's a paedophile or something, mob rule takes over. Like we become parts of society without even noticing it. Or if we're on a tube and someone's, you know, speaking quite loudly and stuff, uh, if someone's being rude to another person, uh, another person on the tube, so many times we'll join the collective of people ignoring it. And we'll become part of that society that just ignores. Like, I just think so many times in our lives we, we stop being individuals. Yeah, but I think that's, like, that is, you know, the, the self moving outside of the self. Like, that, for me, that is what we're... Well, I think, I don't know, is this the same as what we're talking as a transcendent experience, like as a godly... No, no, but I, so, I think we actually spend more time outside of ourselves than we do inside of ourselves. Yeah. So I... Okay, but I, for me, there's, there's, there's a difference in terms of that shift and what I would call something transcendent or... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But or, like, godly. That's just, like, buying into, like, a collective narrative, but very much within the self. Like, you're very, you're very connected to yourself. It's normally quite an egoic position that you take in, right? It's normally, you know, you're maybe defending some ideology or scared to be seen as part of some other ideology so you move the group masses or um and that seems to be slightly different from like a spiritual kind of like dissolution of self or like yeah but but why so if i'm in a funeral my ideology is that you know 
I need to pray so that this person goes on to the next life. How is that any different? Well, because I think I think that's I mean that's not a transcendent moment. That's just yeah. But it might it might lead to that, but I think everything that you're talking about is mental. I think that's why what I see is different. Yeah, but I think there's I think there's uh, like just a transcendent moment within yourself. Yeah, is no less mental than what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, because you're not really aware of what you're like. You're acting on a subconscious. Yeah. Level. Yeah, true. I don't know. I don't know why it seems. Maybe it's just the narrative that I'm like weaving. Yeah, but everything is it. a narrative, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, like. Everything's a narrative. But I think there is a. There's a sensorial element, which is maybe the wedding. Taps to it. Maybe, maybe I'm just talking about positive things. When you brought up what was sounded like a negative scenario, seems weird. But why would transcendence have to be positive? I don't. Yeah, yeah, and also I think it's naive to think that transcendence are always in positive scenarios. Like being at one with nature is a beautiful thing, but I think it's naive to think that that's the only example that transcendence occurs in. Yeah, yeah. And also I think. Why mean being one with nature involves being like part of death? You know, it's like yeah, exactly. It's it's, yes, not just. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's not just like... Yeah, yeah, so why wouldn't that happen if you killed someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so no, but I think that makes sense. Like, the killing is... The killing... So the killing makes more sense to me than being on a tube. What was the the example you gave about, like, subscribing to some ideology? Yeah, so so you're on a tube and someone's being racist to someone, but instead of standing up to them, you kind of join in that collective of people that just stays quiet. Yeah, see, that seems different to me than killing. But why? You're still part of a collective space and maybe within that space you are at one with the, your society and then maybe you can access some sort of transcendence as a result of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, know. I don't even know what, what I'm like why I'm not, not fully on board with also fully on board with the idea that if I kill you I will achieve some transcendence from that moment no 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 no. I think I think you're not like no I'm not I think you're putting more action I think I'm not I'm not judging or not trying to like consider any action as being transcendent or non-transcendent being in nature isn't transcendent no no I completely agree with that I think we both agree on that I just don't think anything can be transcendent yeah 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 but I so I disagree with that sentence Okay. Yeah. Well, it's either for me, it's like, it, but, but I think we don't really agree that there is a thing as transcendent. One, like, I think there's such an idea of, as a base level spiritual reality, and you maybe don't see that. Well, I mean, what, as individuals, do we have a. Uh, I, no, I just don't think we can access a spiritual reality as individuals. As individuals. I think we can only access it on a societal level. Yeah. But the society, but like, in all these situations, you're. The self is still what's dissolving, right? Yeah, but it's only... But, but it's, it's only dissolving if there are other selves dissolving around you. Yeah, yeah, it's not... Your self-dissolving isn't strong enough to access it. Okay. I do like this. It's, it, it, it does sound a little bit, like, revolutionary. Like, no? It's, it's, no, I, 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 well, I don't think it's that revolutionary. I think it's kind of what... I think maybe the tube thing is kind of nonsense. But the rest of it, I think it's pretty, pretty standard fare, right? 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's I kind of what most what religion is based on, right? Yeah, but yeah like communal dissolved dissolution of self. It's kind of that's what meditation is, right? When you meditation yeah, yeah. with a group of people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when you meditate also, with a group of people, most of, or most you, religions have like that element, but also like a self, like an individual element, an individual relation to the divine. Yeah, but maybe you, the individual relation to the divine is just like ego nonsense. Because I think it's very egotistical to think that you have a personal relationship with the divine. Like, if we're one of seven billion... I think it's egotistical to think you don't. No, I think it's egotistical to think that you do. I think, I think it's both. No, I think it's definitely just egotistical to think that you have a personal relationship with the divine. There are seven billion people out here, and I think it's, it's almost... It's similar to white privilege, in a way, that you, that you think that you have a relationship with the divine. But not like not that I'm the only one who has a relationship to, with the divine. That essentially we are made of the same divinity. Yeah, yeah. But you to have a relationship with the divine, you you have to have, be taking some of the divine's time, right? Or you have to almost. What, no, you have to. If you, for you to have a relationship with the divine, you have to acknowledge the fact that there are other people out there that don't have a relationship with the divine. I don't think that's. I don't think that's. Well, I don't think that's. Because there are things true. that you do to access your relationship with the divine that I don't do. So for then for you to have a relationship with the divine, you have to think that I have a lesser relationship with the divine, or no? But I, I can I can think that, and that's egotistical. But I don't have to think that. I think it's impossible for you to have a relationship with the divine and not think that. But I, like, just if I meditate every day uh, for an hour and you don't. And, I'm, and in that meditation, I'm focused on being in relationship with the divine. That doesn't mean I'm in stronger relationship with the divine than you. So why would you do it? It just means that I want to be in that space with this person. But you might have a stronger access to that just by buying something in Sainsbury's. I might be meditating for an hour and get fuck, like get nowhere. But you're actually like living in that space and not, not having to do the meditation or not needing to. Like For me to have any perspective on your spirituality is egotistical or to think that, you know, I spend time, you know, meditating. So I'm like more spiritual. That's like egotistical, but the actual notion of being like in relationship with the divine is like the opposite of egotistical. It's just actually thinking that you don't have, um, a self-contained sort of, uh, kind of encapsulated individuality that you're actually part of an all inclusive energy. That you are actually less than your everyday reality sort of asserts you. Yeah, yeah. So how is that any different to what I'm saying that you can only access spirituality on a spiritual, on a societal level? What? What you just said that uh, by having a relationship with the divine, you're kind of saying that you can't have an individual relationship with the divine. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I said. But you can only access it on a societal level. Yeah, I mean. Well, for, okay, so for me, then, societal level is still, like, a microcosm of the individual. Really, like, it can only be experienced on a cosmic level. Like, the society is still very small, right? I think the society is maybe strange because we, in our, in our daily lives, we see everything through the perspective of the self, and we see ourselves within a society, and we subscribe ourselves to a society. So then to see the society as it's, it's its own self, it's like a larger self, Right? Um, but really when I'm saying, you know, the self has an interaction with the divine, it means 
I do think we have unique energies. Like Shai has a unique energy, Elias has a unique energy. Yeah, but I don't think. But it's still it's made of the ocean. Like also, I believe in like. Well, the archetypes that I use is a singular god, but I just believe in an infinite, you know, ever-evolving force that just moves. It's just like God is time. God is this creative like force, and when the idea of meditation, which doesn't have to come through meditation, is when you start to blur this sense of how um, you consider yourself and that energetic force. So then they begin to be just fused. So when you're saying on like a scale level, is it on an individual scale? Is it on a... Well, it's like you may experience it as an individual, but you're shifting to a cosmic. Yeah, okay, but there's like... There's several things that reinforce my egotistical comment, right? You're fusing with God instead of just acknowledging the presence of God. If God's this energetic force, the line is blurring between you and that force, and you're fusing into one. Yeah, so I think that... There is something egotistical about that. Number no. two, why do you believe God is just an energetic force? And three, uh, what leads you to believe that that's the case? Wait, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, what and was then the number point? four. Okay. Uh, so number one, <laughs> I can't remember. Okay, we'll so to fuse, it. you said to, no, the to fuse with God. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I think this is just because the language. Yeah, but also, that goes against that, kind of what I was kind of goes against your first point as well about how uh, by meditating to get closer to God, that's the same as me going to Sainsbury's, right? No, but I'm not saying it is the same as it, but it could be. Yeah, it could be right, but it. Uh, you're like consciously meditating to fuse with God. Yeah. Right? So that's just by doing that, you already think that you have a different relationship with God than most people. No, it just means you've experienced something yourself and you want more of that shit. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think it's that much different than yeah, but you don't like think it's eating just... Mars bars because you like Mars bars. Yeah, but don't you think it's still just you buying into an aesthetic? Yeah, well, I mean, you you buy in, you do these things by buying into some aesthetic, right? And yeah, normally, religions, the religions we choose are the aesthetics that you know resonate most, or we just like their shiny, like we like their yeah, like yeah. their idols or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So why do you think? So what? The, so God is a creative energy force for you. That's what God is. Yeah, it's an all. You know, it's an all pervading uh, kind of ever moving creative energetic vivacity. Yeah. Just like. Okay, and what is what does it do? It just it it is it's the fabric of this world. It's just it's just it's just space and time. It's the impermanence of space. It's just it's just energy, shifting energy. And why would you want to fuse with that? Because I think that's what we are. That's what we're part of that energy. We're not separate from that energy. But by fusing with it, it's maybe again to this idea of truth that like I want to be in this world the truest way I think I can be, or what it is. It's like. And, had, and, and, uh, and sometimes our mentality obscures it. Okay, and by fusing with it, do you think that you are uh, diminishing its existence in some way? Or inhabit, uh, inhibiting its existence in some way? Or, and how do you feel differently after you've fused with it compared to when you haven't fused Wait, you're with definitely it? not diminishing it. Why not? You're, you're part of it. Like this, 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 it's like you're not, there's no, why would you? Well, I mean, uh, in a, I mean, examples would be if someone like a parasite clings to you, it could steal some of your resources. Yeah, but I think or if you got like a tapeworm or something. 
Yeah, but I think, um, well, I mean, there's loads of examples in biology of symbiotic relationships as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Right? So why do, you but, think, why do you think this is a symbiotic relationship and not a parasitic one? Okay, that's, that's, yeah, that's an interesting question. Maybe it's, maybe it's both. But it's like, the, so, okay, so I think the main, the main reason why we're not like, on the same page with this is because when we're using like, very um, material or like, very material ideas to get to some... So we're talking about a spiritual thing, but we're talking in very material cause and effect, very linear. We're talking about individuals that don't exist. We're talking about, you know, if something's just energy, what I'm saying, every, everything that I'm going to say now in terms of God is going to be false because the whole notion or the idea of what I'm talking about in terms of God is something which is inherently ineffable. Yeah, right? yeah but, but that's the point of this podcast. But, we're trying to take yeah, the ineffable trying, yeah, yeah. and make it... Like actual, somewhat ineffable, yeah. So that people can be returned to the ineffable. At yeah. least that's how I. That's yeah. But also, if we're already living in the ineffable, the only way we can truly understand the ineffable is to try and make it effable. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because also, what I said sounds ineffable. like it's just a cop out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, it's yeah, yeah, a yeah, cop out. Yeah, I yeah. think that parasitic versus symbiotic is quite a good question. Yeah, yeah. That is a good question. But, yeah. Um, okay. No, no. But what I'm saying is that to judge something as symbiotic or parasitic, parasitic is is moving outside of the space of what I think God resembles. And what does God resemble? Uh, Non-confinable, non-judgeable, <laughs> non evolving, moving energy. I think a lot of people see God as like... Um, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, so are we... Benevolent. Being... I don't see God as benevolent. That's the, I think that's maybe the difference. But you I don't see no God as God. malicious either. No. You don't think God has any... Uh, so God isn't the person that uh, provides consequences to actions. I, I think to consider it in that way is... See, for me, that's an egotistical uh, start. Yeah, yeah, of course, right. Um, to actually... Like, but why do you so, need to refer to it as God? If it is just this all-encompassing energy, why, why call it okay, God? Okay, no, you don't need to. And to be honest, yeah. I really struggled with the word God for yeah, maybe yeah. four or five years. So I and think then that's I the biggest thing, right? No, but yeah. But then for me, I realized what God was actually, like, it's so succinct and so clear and precise to something. And what I thought was very unique in terms of what I was saying, which is not the God, you know, it's not that man in the sky. No, 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 no. It's actually what I was saying, what I thought this thing was, has actually been described very clearly in the past by thousands of people, and they're happy to use the word God. So I'm like, fine. Yeah, but is that only to make it relatable? I think God's, like, not relatable. I think the man in the sky is relatable. Like, hey, I think God, the energy... Oh. I, think it's, I think it's so hard to relate to. I think that's why we struggle on an individual level to, to experience, experience God, or whatever. Because it's not... In, in a way, it is, there's something easy to relate to, but in concept, it's very hard to relate to, because it isn't anything. Yeah, yeah, right? I, no, but also, I think there are times when maybe I've related to this sort of energy, uh, but I've, I've ascribed it to different things. Yeah, how do you mean? What? Like, you know, if I felt a sudden surge of energy, or I felt something around me, I think I'd be more likely to ascribe it to a spirit or okay. rather so, than a, like a transcendent being. But that's the spirit. What, like, what is a spirit then? Sorry, maybe like the spirit of an ancestor or something rather than, you know, an all-encompassing 
sort of divine creature. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess when I say all-encompassing divine creature, it's just a romantic perception of space, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. it's but uh, but what I'm just saying is that you're dissolving into what maybe Energy, you just right? yeah you're just like. For a split second or whatever, perceiving yourself or not perceiving yourself as what maybe is more true on a quantum level. The and only... we are like built of our environment. Yeah, yeah, no, so I, I, I think there's definitely some truth in that. But also I think uh, maybe the wider issue is that dissolving yourself and accessing parts of yourself uh, isn't conducive to evolution. And living. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like by chasing so some, by it. chasing self that doesn't exist. Like, are you putting your actual self at risk? Yeah. By well, dissolving I, yourself, are you putting yourself at risk? Yeah, I think that's like a. I feel like in my head, which I think is an illusion, um, but I do feel like there seems to be these pulling forces of like material life and spiritual life that if I start to dissolve or do these dissolving type things or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to look after my body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I think there is some of that, but then maybe that just comes down to balance. But I think that's why, yeah. like, maybe it, we, I mean, the, this is, this is still buying into that narrative that you say is egotistical, which it is, which, it, but this, I think, um, that's why we need to meditate in order to buy a Saint, uh, buy an aubergine in Sainsbury's in a godly way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is because we don't know how to integrate these two worlds together. But they, but they can exist, and they exist, they exist within each other. Like, the spiritual world, when, like, the reason there seems to be some sort of opposing thing, or I'm not, like, getting what you're saying, is because these realities, as I see them, are not separate, right? They they're, not, they're not, like, there's not, like, a spiritual world and a material world. They're integrated within each other. But we have sort of like blockages or disassociations from these sort of things. And I think the way that we... But do you actually believe they exist within each other's world? They, they, do you think pro- they actually coexist? They're, products and, they're, they're more than coexist. They're products and sources of each other. They're born out of each other. Yeah, yeah, but to a point where... And, no, but things can be born out of each other and then separate to a point where they can't be realigned. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Like... I mean, you mean what, like an elastic band snapping? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if we want to dumb it down to like an elastic band, yeah, for sure. No, no, but I mean, you're talking about like a physical yeah. principle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, but I don't know if that, I don't know if that relates. Is that, is that the right example? Why? Yeah, I think so, because I mean, the world is becoming more and more materialistic. And then there are spiritual aspects of the world that are becoming more and more spiritual. Yeah, so these are perspectives. These aren't like underlying realities, right? Or they might, they might be. These are, these are perspectives and narratives and stuff which live within a human like, perception yeah, of yeah, this yeah. world, right? Yeah, yeah. So one is like, is there a base level kind of um, God or true reality or absence of God or you know, whatever, nihilism or sort of spiritual ontology. I don't know. And then the other one is like, then how do we get in contact with that? Or how do we like be in harmony with that? Or like realize that? Yeah, but why do we need to be in harmony with it? I don't know. Maybe we don't. Maybe there's no like point in it. Um, For me personally, like, I guess I feel that in the moments where I feel 
whether narcissistically or not, that I've been in line with this or have an understanding of this, this is the highest form of freedom I've ever felt. Yeah, yeah, but freedom is often dehabilitating. Yeah, well, maybe that's why we need some, some balance. But I think if it's true freedom, it's not dehabilitating. But so I haven't figured out the best true... way to navigate. What is true freedom? Coexistence with the things that exist with, uh, around you. Coexistence with your limits. Coexistence with your... Is that true freedom, having yeah. limits and existing within them? Yeah, I think so. Existing, it's like you live within, you sort of act within them, but live beyond them. And that's what I'm talking about, transcendence or these notions of God. This is why I see it so integral to my life is because in the moments that I've had, whatever these experiences are, they might be, they might be over-romanticized. And they definitely are over-romanticized yeah, yeah, in narrative. definitely are, right? But not necessarily in the moment. Yeah, but so when you describe a narrative, yeah, yeah. afterwards it becomes over-romanticized. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that, that I will agree with you for sure. So then right? how can you take any narrative seriously? Like, for thousands of years, people have been describing this experience, but it's all an over-romanticized narrative. True. Um, but I think um, you can take moments. You can take, you can take moments and you can take feelings seriously. And you can, like, and you can gain um, sort of benefits from the language, but also understand that the language will never contain the moment truly. And... It might be over-romanticized. Actually, it may be under-romanticized as well because the language doesn't have the fabric in order to contain it, right? So, so, when we, so what about if we take, you know, uh, historical examples of transcendence uh, that have been passed down from generation to generation or, like, historical examples of miracles that have been ascribed as moments of transcendence? Wait, wait, what is the miracle in transcendence? Like the Virgin Mary giving birth. But is that... Is that... I don't know, I see that... Or like really the angel maybe. Gabriel coming down and like... Talking to Mary and being like, you know... Or like the... The angel speaking to the shepherd to say like, you know... Uh, Jesus has been born. But I think these are slightly... Well, there's still moments of transcendence, right? They are acting I, with... I don't know Something what outside are. of... Yeah. Like, how is it any different to you ex- contacting God in that underlying reality? Because there's no real, um, yeah, but it's like, just, discernible aesthetic kind of... There's yeah, but, no story there. Yeah, but, I mean, we just could like, describe a story. Yeah, we it, could, but, but I'm, I'm talking about, like, the feeling. I think these stories of things are uncommon things that are occurring which go against what was considered at that moment in time the laws of physics, right? So somebody giving birth to a child without having sex defies I mean, that's what that we would... still, still, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's still, yeah, yeah. Still, still pretty, like, abnormal right abnormal. now. But I think yeah, yeah. The, like, the idea of a miracle is just something that just um, is so overwhelmingly uncommon that we can't see it being anything other than created by a godly force. So how right? is that different to... That well, because I, th- because I think you if, you're, if, you're, if you're looking, if you're looking at, um, if you're looking at what I'm saying from the same perspective in which I'm describing it, I would, those stories would be considered metaphors for understanding, for talking about something else. They would not be themselves the things that are occurring, right? So there's two, there's two different, there's one, there's the God in the sky who made 
the person, uh, the virgin, pregnant. And that is either seen as an actuality that happened or a poetic narrative that alludes to some sort of uh, kind of, it could be some moral or it could be some. Yeah, uh, okay, thing. so I, I, but I, I think I, it's slightly different to just a person feeling good in a moment. Yeah, but a person feeling good in a moment, I mean, there could be a myriad of reasons for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be like a gentle. Psychosis, whatever. Yeah, it could be psychosis, it could be, you know, you could have a cold drink in your hand, or it could be a gentle breeze, or it could yeah, be yeah. a smell. No, 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 and there's nothing, there's nothing I can really on any, like, uh, honest level argue with that and I'm like I'm totally open to say that all mystical and like transcendent are you though? well I'm like in thought or concept but I, I I don't I still believe there to be something because I feel like the moments that I've experienced have had a larger impact on my sort of whatever being yeah yeah but, uh, but than I, th- I can be convinced by a narrative yeah but I think that's maybe where we differ I think my belief is any constant state of flux, whereas I think your belief is more static than mine. Like everything I've said in this podcast, I don't know if I actually believe. I'm happy to yeah, provide also, a yeah, differing also, point to you, but I don't know if I actually believe that. I, I also don't know if I believe what I said. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, obviously, yeah. But I think the human condition is almost, to a fault, we, we almost always say things that we don't believe. Yeah, but we believe we believe them. Yeah, yeah, we believe we believe them, whereas, but we almost... Whereas I think me and you yeah. can happily believe that we don't believe them. Yeah, 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 but I don't know if we're happy to... Uh, I don't know how happy you are to experience my alternative. But what, what is your alternative? Like, what, would, what would experiencing your alternative be? It's that we can only experience transcendence on a societal level. Like, I don't think you can experience it. Yeah, but yours is it. just an absent. Like, I've definitely, I've definitely experienced not transcendence. Like, that, I'm very <laughs> open to that. Like, I do this all the time. Yeah, like, but I think we've experienced it. I was not transcending before we podcast. Yeah, but I think we've experienced it at a funeral or a wedding. Yeah, for sure. No, no, I agree with that. But no. I think we can only experience it in those moments. Yeah, but, like, how can you say I'm not open to experiencing it in your very, like, <laughs> exclusive way? No, but you're open, only. You're, only open to, you're not open to experiencing it only in my exclusive way. But I'm I'm open to it. Oh, as in like just that's the only ignoring way. and yeah, just it, shutting down any other feelings. Yeah, that yeah, I have yeah, yeah. Unless they're at a funeral or a, or a wedding. Is yeah, that yeah, what you're yeah, yeah. Why do you think I go to so many funerals and weddings? Well, why do you think I'm going to China for? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's but, but it's interesting. <laughs> I'm I am going to experience transcendence by myself in the in the mountain. In the mountain, yeah. But you're an idiot. You just have to no, go no, to the wedding. No, no, but this is exactly why this is the podcast I had to do is because, like, you're telling me don't be an idiot, don't go to the mountains, just go to the the wedding is the transcendence. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's it's, yeah, yeah. it's mind numbing that you don't realize that. Like, imagine going to, all the way to a fucking mountain to experience transcendence when you could experience it just by going to a fucking funeral or a wedding. Yeah, but you can do that. Like, like I mean, you can do it anywhere. Like, I mean, but yeah, yeah, okay. So that's okay. That's I think that's where we argue. That's where we'll never agree on. Uh, transcendence doesn't need to be a singular thing that you experience once in your life. No. Yeah, but it can be things that you can experience every fucking Sunday by going to a wedding in a church. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but for some reason you feel the need to go to a mountain to experience it. No, because I'm not evolved enough to do it in every moment. Yeah, but I don't know why you think that experiencing it in a mountain will make you more likely to be evolved enough to experience it in every moment. Like, there's this whole idea that you need to escape society 
to experience transcendence. Whereas what I am saying is you need to ingrain yourself within society. For sure. And then you can experience, society, experience transcendence. No, I agree, I, well, I, agree with, I agree with you that to, to, be, to live truly in this acceptance of like a spirituality, you have, to be, you have to stare face-to-face with the materiality of this world. Exactly. And that involves buying condoms from Tesco's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think the only way you can do that is to buy condoms from Tesco's, not to go to yeah, the mountains. Yeah, but I do that. But I do that every, I do that every, every eight years. You're an idiot. <laughs> when, then, so after they <laughs> So what about the... Uh, yeah, so I don't understand this whole mountain. Like, there is this over-romanticized notion of going into nature by yourself. So I think... going I, to the mountains so think, by I yourself think, I think to experience some level of transcendence. And that, that is just a narrative that's built up over time. Yeah, yeah. So I know. I think there's... Um, so I think there's... Wait, you're telling me you've never felt anything... Profoundly different in a natural setting than outside no, no, no. of it. Yeah, but that, everything that we feel different in a natural setting is obviously we're going to feel different outside of London than we do to inside of London. Yeah, yeah. we're outside of our natural habitat. We were obviously going to feel different. Yeah, but if you spend two months outside of your, you almost get a yearning to come back to London. Okay, so wait, wait. There's 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 two, <laughs> there's two things. Okay, one is. I think that you're right in the sense that I went to India once and had this very, yeah, exactly. <laughs> very profound experience, which I could like coat loads of narrative around. Yeah, yeah, then, which you have coated lots of yeah, narrative yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm trying to. Um, oh my god! Uh, I'm trying to, you know, relive that by chasing after some other mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think there's some think truth in there's that. There's definitely some truth in that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But then the other thing is that I think that when there's an element of calm. Um, which is often created, I don't know, there's something about being in nature which has, maybe because everything around is like so apparently alive and living, it's easier for you to begin to connect with that. And the idea of what I'm saying in terms of transcendence or whatever is just being fully immersively connected to your environment. Yeah, but that doesn't matter whether... Mindfulness, right? Is that just mindfulness? Yeah, mindfulness is just being really aware and connected to your surroundings. Hmm. As well as being in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> as well as, yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so, I mean, there's like... Is it all just semantics? Is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> of course, no, no, it's not, it's, not, it's not just semantics. Because there's some... Uh, and there... There is, there is an arrogance because I do also I just... You, I don't, I, no, no, for sure. But I also do so just think you just yeah. haven't... You just like you just don't know what I'm talking about because you just haven't maybe experienced it once or twice or whatever. Like Because then there's some base... I just feel like... Yeah, but I think there's definitely some truth in that. I'm maybe coming from a, from a position of ignorance. But, but, I, but also everything you say around narrative and romance is... Like there's truth to that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but, but, then, I, but, but there can be truth to... Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, if I'm comparing from a position of ignorance, you can't explain it in, other way, in any other way than ascribing a narrative to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. You kind of need to put a narrative to it, otherwise I can't relate to it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's the... That's the real problem that we have. Yeah, and I think when we're disseminating anything, we, 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 we put a narrative we to put, it. Yeah. But I think in the past... We were much more You're connected. You're obsessed with this idea of the past. The You're past. Obsessed. <laughs> no, but see, people maybe just... You've definitely over-romanticized the past. 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody romanticizes the past. Um, You're obsessed with this idea of a simpler time. I think we're oh, yeah. more connected to some sort of spiritual being. Mm, yeah, maybe. I think, I think we kind of... Well, I don't know. I just think life was just... Um, I don't know. For, for me, just it's harder. It's, it's not that anything's different. It's just that it's harder when there's so much chaos, when you're always on your phone and you're always buying condoms in Tesco, <laughs> then it's, it's, it's hard to feel connected to everything around you, right? Yeah, but don't and when you... you go, like, I find it easier to feel connected to you than I do to a light bulb. But I don't see you as being more <laughs> godly than the light bulb. I mean, <laughs> right? Whereas, you know, back in the past... <laughs> you, would have, you would have seen me as, you know, less godly than the light bulb. No, no, no. I, you, I mean, you're definitely speaking more nonsense than the light bulb at this moment. <laughs> but the, the thing is, like, if you go to the, if you go to the, um, if you go to the park or whatever, the mountain, la, 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 then it's easier to connect with um, the trees than it is the light bulb. So then when you come back from the trees, you have, like, a tender tenderness, like you've tenderized yourself to the point that you can actually begin to like open up and connect to the things around you, and then you can be like, "Ooh, light bulb!" I, I think see this you. is this is definitely just mindfulness. Number one, number two, uh, I think it's an interesting point that maybe as we become more connected as humans, we've become more disconnected with our surroundings. And I think there's some truth in that, or maybe as we become more connected with technology, we become more disconnected with our with our surroundings and nature. But I think, yeah, but maybe that's just natural evolution or maybe the future is, you know, a God that exists within AI or a God that exists within technology. Yeah. Well, I mean, based on my definition of God, God is AI. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? God is energy, right? God is energy. Like, there's no, nothing that can happen which is not God. Yeah, exactly. So everything that we're doing is really still involving God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, I think, for me, this is... This yeah, is yeah. The, so this why is why is this light bulb? Why do you need to go to a mountain? Why can't you just fucking? Because we're this? because we're egotistical individual <laughs> self people. Like the everything that I'm saying is all because. This is why I'm saying like you know I don't think this is a more egotistical perspective to say essentially I am God sounds like the most egotistical thing. But it's not. But it's not because it's just meaning there is no essential Ilias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the least egotistical thing you can say. Also, but that that's. Very converse to everything else that you've ever said previously. No, whatever. You're always, that? always talking about your core and the essential Ilias. Yeah, but it can be. Um, it can be. Oh, okay. The essential Ilias is God. Is that what? That's what your core is. One of the godly being. Is that what? You're yeah, saying? yeah. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. All paths lead to wanker. <laughs> but no, no. But the thing is that that we occupy an in, like an like idiosyncratic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of energy within. A notion of God, and we're bound to that. We're not really different. It's like what I told you the other day. Like this part of your shirt is different from this part of your shirt, but they don't really look any different. They're still part of the same shirt. The shirt is God. This part is you. This part is me. Then there's yeah. no real separation. Yeah, but I think we both we're different. We both kind of do say the same thing here. Like I'm like you know God is only access through like society or society thinking the same way. You're like you are society, so you're thinking the same way. Then where you can access God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then maybe they're just transcendence on different levels, on um, in a microcosm and a macrocosm. I, I still, of which both are just fucking nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe I need to achieve transcendence to be able to take part in this conversation. 
or you also need to achieve transcendence to, to take, take part in this conversation. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, yeah. I think sure. maybe one of us has not achieved transcendence, but maybe neither of us have achieved transcendence. Yeah, but how would we know? Yeah, well, that's the point, right? Although I'm happy to admit that I maybe haven't. I think maybe you're less happy to But admit I that. also, well, I don't think either of us haven't. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which is what I'm saying, that you're less happy to admit that potentially you haven't achieved transcendence. Well, yeah, but it's also, it might not be transcendence. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right. Wait, we, you know when we're talking transcendence, we're not talking enlightenment, we're talking in one moment. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, if you yeah. can sustain that, then that's like yeah, enlightenment, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. But, but the thing is that we, but all, we are... When, in, I'm, when I'm saying transcendence, all I'm saying is seeing reality unfettered as it is. That's all I'm talking about. Yeah, no, so I understand that notion, and actually my... I think I am an enlightened being, because I've never experienced that moment, which means that maybe I'm already seeing yeah, maybe it at that level. Yeah, yeah, you're all just... I'm all transcendent. Like you're just that moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm just Maybe all moment. you need to experience is an untranscendent moment to know that you had transcendent moment. We yeah. probably call that depression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but also maybe depression is transcendent. Well, I think, I think definitely. I mean, it's so... Because you are seeing something in a different way, and maybe that is that reality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it. I mean, it's just it's so, it's almost so cliche or whatever. It's. That. I'm sorry. That's the cliche. What? That's the cliche. No, no, no. What I'm saying. Wait. What am I about to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the cliche. I haven't what said it you're yet. about. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I mean, the whole podcast, <laughs> everything you've uttered is cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. So that's the. Oh, sorry. So this is the cliche. What's the cliche you're about to say? <laughs> Very angry today. You, no, not angry. It's just a, <laughs> the sitting opposite people, uh, no, opposite each other, has made us very dualistic. <laughs> We're very like opposing. Okay, no, very, I like, want to hear. What, what, what is it? I want to hear the cliche. No, no, but um, uh, yeah, you're right. Everything I've said is cliche. <laughs> but no, but what I'm saying is that uh, no, no, it's quite cliche that, and as in it happens so often that um, somebody <laughs> who has, you know sickness or some kind of yeah yeah death, exactly yeah, like yeah. some sort of oh like a death death or, yeah, or some yeah. tra- trauma causes some sort of spiritual, spiritual shift. shift yeah 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 right yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's happened to both of us yeah and that's um, and I think that puts it like that can go both ways more that it sort of pertains to something real or true or yeah, deep yeah. but also that it's like you cling to any narrative in the time of suffering in order to heal you. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you cling to it after you've been healed. But a lot of the time, you know, you play with the residue. And I would say, I would agree with you, I have had very few transcendent experiences in the last two years. Yeah, since so, you met me, ironically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've just convinced me of my... Uh, um, whereas there was a period of two years in which... Like, now I realize how... I didn't even realize how different... I realized, like, I was living in a different world, man. Like, <laughs> it was... Because I just thought... I thought everybody was living in this world. I just thought this is, this is just, like, you know... The world. And now I realize, like, I must have been a psychopath to spend time with. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um... Is this when you got sectioned? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sectioned myself. Because you know? I'm God, you know. Um... And God is a psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, but I think no, but you're the one who believes God exists in sections. Different yeah, yeah, versions. that's right. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's fascinating that maybe you existed in the transcendent world, uh, and then you met me and decided to start a podcast. 
And now you don't yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah. No, because no, when you start I, talking about it, then you're like, um, yeah, yeah, but that exist. okay, but that's the thing. Oh shit! So should we stop doing a podcast? And then yeah. we can access. But I think I think maybe the word transcendence is like way too like over the top, or like it just sounds very like you know. Sometimes it's just as simple as like flow state or something very like just. Like you said, just mindfulness or being in the present. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, it's yeah. It's just yeah, like yeah, seeing yeah. reality as it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think I, whether you call it God or f- nothing, like it doesn't matter. Like those are all narratives. The truth is, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're just talking about that feeling. Yeah, that feeling where yeah, yeah, yeah. the self is not so like concrete. Like our, our daily life just feels like we're an individual walking through the world, imposing ourselves upon the world. Yeah, and in yeah, those yeah. small moments, whether it's at a funeral whether you're lying in bed with the beautiful woman, whether you're painting or you're like hugging a tree in nature, when you no longer feel like you are this like concrete self. Yeah, and imposing that reality. Yeah. Something about that feels more real and maybe it's not. No, but I think when you put it that way, I think it's hard to disagree with that notion. And when you say that, when you take all of language out of it, then I think that's definitely a feeling that we've all had when we feel maybe connected to a wider space. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know. Or like a higher space, at least. And you're yeah. right. Those moments. That's why I, I don't. I can't accept that you haven't had that feeling. Yeah, but I think those moments are beautiful. But I think what makes them beautiful is that they're just few and far between. Yeah, 